the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Today is the fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time. This is Father Stephen Reynolds, the pastor of St. Elizabeth and Seton Catholic Church in Houston, Texas. There is usually a connection between the Old Testament reading and that of the Gospel, which, if understood, can help us to have a deeper understanding of the Word of God. In the first reading from today's Mass, from the book of Job, Job describes not only his suffering, but also the futility of life without God. This is from the book of Job, chapter 7, verses 1 and following. Job spoke, saying, Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Are not his days those of hirelings? He is a slave who longs for the shade, a hireling who waits for his wages. So I have been assigned months of misery, and troubled nights have been allotted to me. We're familiar with Job's story. Through a series of tragedies that befall him, this man is deprived of family, health, and possessions. His friends and his family members are convinced that God must be punishing him for his sins. But Job insists on his innocence and that he has done nothing to merit this kind of treatment. In reality, this book is like an extended parable, a long imaginative story, although still inspired by the Holy Spirit, of course, that grapples with the origin and meaning of suffering, one of the great mysteries of uh, human life, and a particularly perplexing experience for those who believe in a merciful and loving God. Upon reflection and from a Christian perspective, we come to see that what Job describes in the first reading are the effects of original sin, which brings toil and death. Is not life on earth a drudgery, he asks? Are not these his days those of hirelings? He is a slave who longs for the shade, a hireling who waits for his wages. The Christian understanding that suffering and perfection enter the world through original sin and not from God. The Catechism says, Following St. Paul, the Church has always taught that the overwhelming misery which oppresses men and their inclination towards evil and death cannot be understood apart from their connection with Adam's sin and the fact that he has transmitted to us a sin with which we are all born afflicted, a sin which is the death of the soul. Because of this certainty of faith, the Church baptizes for the remission of sins even tiny infants who have not committed personal sin. Well, obviously, Christ is the remedy for sin. The early Christians read the healing miracles of Jesus as true events, but also as allegories for the spiritual healing accomplished by God the sacramental ministry of the church. One of those healings is recounted in today's Gospel from Mark, chapter 1, the healing of the mother-in-law of Simon Peter. She had been incapacitated due to illness, but an encounter with Jesus restores her to health. Jesus really does heal her, but at the same time her experience has a symbolic sacramental significance. Her illness is symbolic of the sinful condition of mankind. And of the world. Sin weakens us. Sin makes us ill spiritually. And her healing is a sign of restoration. For only through the healing of Jesus can the world be raised and restored to supernatural health. Now, while Jesus does not remove all possibility of suffering from our lives, he does offer to transform it 
by lifting us up from our sins. What Jesus has done for Simon's mother-in-law, he has done for all humanity, raising all of us up who lay dead through our sins, through the power of his cross, a power that's applied to us in baptism and renewed in confession and the other sacraments. I mean, notice all the words of totality and completeness in the gospel today. The whole town gathers. All the sick are brought to him. He drives out demons in the whole of Galilee. Everyone is looking for Christ. Christ makes things whole again. So Christ has made us whole through baptism and sustains us by his sacraments. Like Simon's mother-in-law, there's only one way we can thank him for the new life he has given us. We must rise to serve him and his gospel. God bless you.